What's up, everybody? It's Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. The Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison, on this Thursday night edition of our podcast with my uh, friend, colleague, very excited, jacked. <laughs> what was it? What You remind me of Ryan, Ryan Gosling and, uh, oh, gosh, uh, the big short. He's like, I'm jacked. I'm jacked. <laughs> you remember that? I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at... Marcus underscore Mosher. How do you yeah. think of the game tonight? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I I, I I had a lot of fun. This is easily the most fun I've had watching Thursday Night Football in years. Seriously, okay. I, I really enjoyed this game. Okay. Well, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it for kind of a selfish reason. Uh, so, by all means, what what makes you so excited about the Titans? By the way, everybody, the Titans beat uh, Green Bay by 10 points tonight. At Lambeau, pretty – I don't want to say knocking Green Bay out of the playoffs, but it's going to be a tough yeah. ride for them at this point. They're what? They're four and seven. Uh, it's going to be they tough. They probably would have to win out to get in and they yep. play at Philadelphia next week. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've already said it. Uh, uh looks like Cowboys are going to be a wild card. They're not going to catch Philly, I don't think. I don't think. Probably. Uh, the Giants, I don't think, are going to catch Philly either, but I think the Giants are going to finish 11-6. I think Dallas They're going to sleepwalk to 10 wins, right? Yeah, Dallas is going to finish 11-6. and six. Uh, I think Seattle is in really good shape. Um, 49ers uh, in good shape. Oh, well, yeah, of course. 49ers are going to win the NFC West. Uh, I think the Bucks are going to win the South. And uh, to be quite frank, Washington's in much better position than Green Bay is. Uh, so it's really, I think, a, a race between Washington. By the way, Minnesota would win the North. I think it's a race between Washington and Seattle for that last yeah. wild card spot, don't you think? I would think so. Um which team do you want to start off with first, the Packers or the Titans? Uh, well, you're Jones and the Ghost. So why don't you tell me why you hate watching the Packers? Because that's the text I got from Marcus tonight. Yeah, but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Titans. Uh, right, let's talk about the Titans. I think we all have a style of football that we prefer watching, right? Like, you know what I prefer. prefer. I love good quarterback play. I like to see not shootouts, but I like to see well played in well-managed quarterback games, right? Like the 28 to 21 type of games, right? I think you're a little bit more, please correct me if I'm wrong, a little bit more old school. You like to see the ball control and the shots down the field. What we saw tonight. Yeah, Yeah. basically what we saw tonight. Yeah, I I think tonight is a, like if I had to show a, a single game, that's a perfect what Elliot likes to watch when it comes to football, right? Absolutely. It works. It does. Um, you know that I've been a little bit hard on teams to just run, run, run. But I, I got to say, I think I enjoy watching the Titans maybe more than any other team in the league. It's not because of their style. It's because they have a head coach that knows his roster. He knows his team, and they're smart about it. Like They don't do things that are uncharacteristic. Everything, Every single thing they do is intentional, and it's just... I, I hate to keep using the word smart over and over again, but it's, it's true, right? Like on defense, they're not having these undisciplined rushes. It's everything to basically build a little pocket around Aaron Rodgers and then collapse it. The coverage is so designed to make Rodgers have to throw to the sidelines and make tough throws. The on offense, they're going to go for it on fourth down. Like they're not anti-analytics, but they're only going to do it when it's smart and they're only going to do plays that really make sense. I guess I just appreciate after watching so many bad coaches 
in teams over the last five, six, seven years that when we see a really good coach team and a fundamentally sound team, it's enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what we watch tonight uh, is 1980s Washington Redskin football. That's what we watched. One back offense, John Riggins. Uh, you don't care if your running back averages three point something yards per carry because what you're doing is imposing your will. You're setting up play action. You're burning clock starting in the fourth quarter, maybe even late third, really, the way things were going. Um, John Riggins didn't throw the ball. I'll say that. <laughs> but uh, you play uh, very good defensive line play. Um in, and then taking shots off of your running game, which Washington did. I'm really speaking about the early 80s Redskins mm-hmm. that went to one Super Bowl in 82 and lost in 83. This is exactly what they did. They had a possession receiver named Art Monk, who was ridiculous. Robert Woods performed that role tonight. How many uh, big plays did Robert Woods make in this game? Ex- man? That was Art Monk. I mean, Art Monk, catch the ball in traffic, make a move after the catch. You know, maybe not catching 80 yard bombs all the time. Washington had a guy named Downtown Charlie Brown. Uh, tonight, who's their kid they went to on the last? Uh, Trey Lonberts, their first round pick. By the way, they didn't say it on the broadcast. That was a dime from Tannehill. That's a dime. I, I get it. They're winning. They're going to win the game. That was a perfect throw. But I saw a, little, a lot of people criticizing the Titans on Twitter for making that call, even though Why? I, it's perfect, right? Because go back and look at that situation. It was like it was first and 10 from almost midfield, and there was 201 left on the clock, right? It yes, doesn't matter yeah. if you have an no. incomplete. I think that's what people miss. Like, why not just run the ball with Henry? Because it didn't matter whether you did it or not. The clock was going to stop mention, anyways. And yeah. you knew you were getting one on one coverage. Yeah. How many touches did Henry have tonight? I think he had 28 carries. Did he catch a ball or two? Yeah, he did. Uh, he, had a, he had that long screen pass, remember? So he had yeah. two catches for 45 yards. Yeah. So 30 had, touches. Well, and then he threw two passes. And then he threw two passes. Yeah, that's why you don't run him right there. I, I that might have been part of it. Like, hey, let's give the let's give the big boy a break. We got single coverage out here. Jair Alexander's probably going to fall asleep. Let's just put it away right now. You know, you get a touchdown right there. You're putting it away, out completely out of reach. Even with and if you're saying, well, the game was already out of reach. Not if you watch Jets Browns this year. Oh yeah, you know? we, we've seen teams come back from ten point deficits all year long, right? Um. I just that, that that's all yeah. I had, Elliot. I just I really appreciate the way the Titans play and coach. It's just it's refreshing, is the best way to put yeah. it. Right, and this is where stats analysis really needs context. You know, when when people say, you know, well, Emmett Smith didn't average five yards a carry like Barry Sanders. That's because Emmett Smith played in games like this. Hmm. This is what they did. This is what the Cowboys did in the nineties. They got a lead. They ran their running back. And when defense is geared up to stop it, eventually they're going to sneak a play-action pass, except they're not going to throw a little five-yard crosser on you. They're going to throw a 15-yard intermediate route on you. And they did it over and over and over again. This kind of football may not be as common in the modern era, but I'll tell you what, this kind of football is common this year. Because if you're watching football this year, teams are starting to realize, uh, I mean, dude, I'm in Dallas right now. I listen to Dallas sports radio every day while I'm home visiting family. And they keep talking about the Cowboys' inability to stop the run and how stressed they are about it. I haven't heard anyone talk about that for five years, about, oh, my gosh, we can't stop the run. Nobody's cared. Now people care. Um, By the way, without looking, do you know how many passing yards Ryan Tannehill had? 
Uh, well, I would say with that last pass, probably went for about 40. I'm going to guess he had 329. Close. 333. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> You're only four yards off. It's... Yeah. Um, I mean, just. I mean, he was. I, I actually was kind of shocked. I was kind of shocked when I looked at the numbers. He was 22 27 for 333 yards. He was so good on his decision making. He had one terrible throw. Yeah, right. well, I think it was a read that went wrong. It'd be interesting, you know, I know you love to look at the L-22. Um, Rasul Douglas's pick there down the seam. I don't know what he saw there because that it, I, it looked like a horrible decision, but I'm guessing he misread the coverage. But that was one play. Granted, it was a key play because Tennessee really could have put the game away right yeah. there, yeah. and that kind of kept Green Bay in the game. But, you know, I could forgive that. By the way, I've said this many times interceptions are not as big a deal as people like to make them out to be. If you're throwing the ball down the field and you're making the defense defend, as you like to say, every blade of grass, Mm -hmm. I'll take one interception a game. I'd rather have that than bubble scream delight. Well, especially like Tannehill in this case, he averaged over 12 yards an attempt in this game. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I'll I'll take two touchdowns over 300 yards, passing a win and 12 yards per attempt. and, And you can keep your little interception, uh, Gripe, you know. Uh, before we move on to Green Bay, I just want to recap a little to? bit. Yeah, we have to. Um, here, are, here's the Titans' losses this year because they are seven and three right now. They lost in Week One to the Giants. Now that loss yep. is not looking as bad as we maybe thought early in the year. But also sure. remember, it was a twenty-one to twenty loss where the Titans missed the game-winning field goal, and it wasn't a long field goal. It was like a forty-five yarder, right? We mm-hmm. call those coin flip games, right? Now, yeah. week two in Buffalo, Monday Night Football, they got the doors blown off. It happens. Buffalo's a good team. They lost in Kansas City 20-17 to 17 in overtime where they had to play Malik Willis, and they won every other game. You know, it, it's, it's an interesting thing where, uh, well, the Kansas City game was such an anomaly. But if we go back to the Buffalo game, it's such a weird thing. But every once in a while, there's a team – that they get absolutely embarrassed early in the year. And it kind of wakes the team up, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, like, you know, we can't just roll the ball out there and be competitive. And I'm not so sure that a week two blowout isn't always the worst thing for a football team. And you oh, mentioned sure. the um, the Giants in week one. Um, I tell you what happened to the Titans in week one against the Giants. They ran up against a team that plays football the way they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, nope. honestly, and they lost a close game against a team that that maybe you don't think Saquon's as good as Derrick Henry, but if he's not, he's he's darn close, you know. Yeah. So, um, and as you said, it sure doesn't look bad now, does it? No, and I, I just want to warn people: there's a really good chance that the Titans are going to finish this season twelve and five, eleven and six, and with the way some of the other divisions are going. Why couldn't Tennessee be a two seed this year? It's right? Cra- it's crazy, isn't it? It's I mean, crazy. They were it, one seed last year. They were a one seed last year, and they played the Bengals really, really well. Right? It came down to the last play in that game. So, man, that I, I whatever team has to go play in Tennessee in round one is going to get a handful, and it's very likely to be like, oh, I don't know. Um, it's probably not going to be the five seed, but it could be like Miami. Or 
who else is likely? Maybe Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati, yeah. We might have uh, a rematch of last year's divisional Chargers. round. Chargers, can you imagine the Chargers going to play Tennessee? In, no. That's no. Oh, such a bad Ten- matchup. Tennessee's Chargers. front would destroy the Chargers. Now, maybe the Bengals' offensive line, after having a full season of continuity, would be all right. But I don't know about the Chargers, man. Um it's interesting, if you watch the Week 2 game, we've mentioned it on the podcast before. We usually mention it during the Power Rankings uh, episode on Monday night. But it was a block party, Week 2. Von yeah. Miller got pulled in the middle of the third quarter of that game. Josh Allen got pulled at the end of the third quarter of that game. And the first time I ever saw that happening, I just got on Pro Football Reference here, uh, Marcus, because I wanted to look. The first time I ever remember a team getting just embarrassed like that and then coming back to just have a great season was the 89 Steelers. And I wanted to look back to see if I was remembering that right. So the, the 1989 Steelers, one of Chuck Knoll's last teams, they lost their opening game of the season, 51 to nothing to Cleveland. Then they lost the next week, 41 to 10. So they lost their first two games, 92 to 10. And I remember they were playing Minnesota week three and everyone was talking about Chris Dolman and Keith Millard and how the Steelers were going to get absolutely killed. Pittsburgh beat them and went on to go in the playoffs, uh, make the playoffs. They beat Houston in the playoffs. They darn near beat the Broncos with John Elway in the playoffs. I think that team got embarrassed. I've seen it a couple other te- times where teams just get absolutely throttled in week one. We've seen it with the Packers before. Didn't the Packers get throttled in week one? Was it against New Orleans? And they ended up going 13-3? and three? Yeah, I mean, that? I was thinking about uh, – New England when they lost to Kansas City in 2017, remember? And yes, uh, yes, Kareem Hunt down the field, uh, yeah, Alex Smith, yeah. And New England ended up going to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, uh, New England got uh, blown out in 03 against the Bills, the Lawyer Malloy game, like 38 Mm -hmm. nothing. They ended up going to the Super Bowl, beating Carolina. It happens, and what you do is how do you respond? And I think the number one factor in how you respond is not your quarterback. It's not your line play. It's not your big badass tailback. It's your coach. It's your coach. And we talk about it all the time. But I, I've told you so far this year, I think Arthur Smith was the coach of the year for me early on. I think it's Mike Vrabel at this point. It's got to be Mike Vrabel. Can I just tell you the, the playoff matchup I hope we get in the Titans? Well, let's see. I mean, if you're thinking they're going to be the two C, you're hoping this team will be the six. Seven. If you think seven. Oh, seven, excuse me, right, because yep. the one gets the bye. Now, I'm surprised you mentioned Miami because you were just telling me that I should have had Miami higher than the Bills and the Power I, I, I don't. I'm just saying that would be a horrible matchup for Miami if that's who they played in round one. Yeah, I, I'm thinking the Chargers are going to be the seven. So our six would probably be Cincinnati. But that's not the matchup you want, is it? No, I, I, there is a, I want Titans-Patriots. Round one of the playoffs. You want to see a coaching battle and just two teams that are just goons go at each other. This would be so much more fun than the last time the the Titans and the Patriots played. This this would be an awesome game. Well, the last time they played uh, was the 2019 playoff game. Brady's last game with New England. Right. Yeah, in early 2020. And I remember this game very well because the very – so that game was a Saturday playoff game. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, I had to be in Canton for the Centennial panel uh, where we were voting on Hall of Famers for the 2020 class. We were putting 10 extra guys in that had been overlooked over the decades. 
And Bill Belichick was part of that panel. And he was there three days after they lost. Was he in a good <laughs> and I was mood? Like, actually, he was in a great mood. He loves NFL history. No joke. Bill Belichick loves NFL history. I mean, he was as, as good a mood as you can expect, but they, they kind of got manhandled in that game. I know it was a close game. They did. They, were, they got out-physicaled. Yep. They got out-physicaled, yes, uh, both sides of the line. The other, they played in 2017 also, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, but the Titans couldn't hang with them. Um, it was Mariota at the time playing quarterback for him. Yeah, and it wasn't a Deion Lewis uh, game. I'm, I'm trying to trying to remember. Um Gosh, didn't the Titans win a wild card that year? Titans beat Kansas City. They did. Mariota had the touchdown pass to himself, yes. remember? Yes. And they beat Kansas City shockingly. I think Kansas City was like the two seed or whatever, or three seed. And then uh, they they go into New England, they get beat. I, I just will say that I know what will happen, right? CBS will put that game on at 1 o'clock on a Saturday, and everybody's going to say, oh, what a boring game. Not at all, man. But you and I are going to just eat that game up. Like That might be our favorite right. game of the weekend. That's that's what I'm rooting for at this point. I want Pats-Titans round one. Yeah, you know, I, I just this game evokes such memories of different teams of the past, very much Parcells football as well. Um, watching David Long... I sit there and I put myself in Mike Vrabel's shoes and how proud he must be because he's a former linebacker. David Long just plays that position with a little bit of uh, zest, man. <laughs> you know, know what's funny is, is yeah. David Long coming out of college was not viewed like that at all. He was this kind of sideline to sideline athletic linebacker that was maybe a little bit soft. Maybe that's the wrong word. Not the most physical linebacker. And Vrabel's just transformed him into a monster it's awesome to see you know i was watching the game there was one play that made me think of you it was very late because i was wondering if you would identify that as like ah that's the kind of play my partner loves and it's when green bay just wanted to get a quick first down in hurry up mode so they run uh, they they try to little run up the middle and Simmons just stonewalls it. Yep. Just and they knew he it was takes coming. on the blocks. Yes, that, he takes that, two blockers and Long hits the hole and the safety so fills. I love that kind of football, man. So good. Uh, all right, we so spent twenty good. minutes of the Titans. We should t- probably talk about the Packers at least a little bit, right? I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think Washington's a better team. Washington did beat Green Bay in Washington earlier this season. Granted, it was a one-score game, but Washington beat them. I think that was Heineke's first game in the lineup, if I'm not mistaken, Yeah, uh, that they beat Green Bay. I, I, I think Seattle's better than Green Bay. Uh, I think you're right that they're going to have to win out. And I will say this, they can't do any of that stuff if Aaron Rodgers plays the way he did tonight. So just to go through the schedule – Again, they've lost. Oh, they've lost six of the last seven. It's still. I go to ESPN and they've got the schedule on the side, and it's. They scroll down, and you see all this red, and then a little green W on the Cowboy game makes me sick. Uh, all right, next next couple games for the uh, Packers to finish out the season at Philadelphia on Sunday Night Football loss. next week. At the Bears, loss. Oh, uh, I think they win that one. Um, Monday Night Football home against the Rams, win. In Miami on Christmas Day. Loss. Home against the Vikings. I'll give them a win. And then home against the Lions last week of the season. Okay, I'll give them another win. So we're looking at what, 7 and 10? Yeah. yeah. I know you just automatically give them a win over the Bears. I think the Bears are playing better football. This is a way better Bears team than they beat earlier in the year. 
that Bears team they beat earlier in the year were actually ran for a lot of yards. And that game was at Lambeau. This game's yeah. at Soldier Field that you're mentioning. I think the Bears have a better chance of making the playoffs than Green Bay does. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay would probably, ha- again, have to run the ske- run the, the slate to make the playoffs. They might, not be be able to lose, they might be able to lose one game and sneak in at 9-8, and eight, depending on how some of these other teams do. But it's tough. And I, I think the future for Green Bay looks so... It's so interesting to me, right? Because they kind of went all in last year and this year with this roster. Um, Aaron Rodgers can't blame him. Can't blame him, right? Aaron Aaron Rodgers' cap hit goes way, way up after this year. They actually have to make a decision on Jordan Love this offseason whether or not to give him the fifth year option, which is fully guaranteed. I believe it's twenty five million for Jordan Love. Um, I, I I don't know how you give him that money right now. Right. Uh, I'm with you. So you agree with me. The Giants are going 11 and six, right? Or at the absolute worst, 10 and seven. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we got that. You think Dallas is missing the playoffs? I think Dallas gets to 10 to 11 wins. And if that's the case, they're going to be. There's no chance. Right. Okay. So we, we pretty much agree. There's almost no way the Giants and Cowboys don't make it. Really, the only thing they have going for them there is that they play each other and that somebody's going to have to lose. Only yeah, yep. only once. Right. Okay, so that really li- leaves Seattle and Washington. Seattle's got a 6-4 and four record, so let's start there. I'm going to give you Seattle's schedule, okay? Sure. They're playing the Raiders, uh, coming off of a bye, mind you. Uh, not Raiders coming off a bye, Seattle coming off of a bye. Playing the Raiders at home in Seattle. Who wins that game? Seattle. Okay, now you're talking 7-4 and four. at the Rams with no Cooper Cup. Seattle. We'll, we'll give them that one. 8-4, and four, okay. Uh, Carolina in Seattle. Who's quarterback? Let's give them a loss there, like a weird slip up. All right, eight and five. Then they play San Francisco at home. I'll give them a loss there. Eight and six at Kansas City. Loss. Okay, eight and seven. Jets, but this is in Seattle. It's a long road trip for the Jets. Let's give them a win. That that, that means they're three and two so far in the stretch that we just talked about. Okay, and then they have the Rams at home to close out the year. What are the yeah, Rams I think, playing I think, for at that I point? I think three Nothing. and three is probably the worst they're likely to do in that stretch. Yeah, I, I think Seahawks are going to win 10 games as well. Real well, quick, and even if they get to nine, that, that's the thing here is even if they get to nine, I just – with at Philadelphia, at Miami, and the home against Vikings, like if, if Green Bay goes two and one in that stretch, they're doing really well. That means you have to win every other game and get some help, right? Yeah, what about at – Marcus underscore motion. Okay, let's see here. So let's go to Washington real quick, just for giggles, just in case Seattle stumbles, okay? Seattle, uh, Washington, by the way, is 5-5 five and five at the moment. But bear in mind, Washington has the head-to-head over Green Bay already, which is big. Uh, is. Was- okay, at Houston. They should win that game. We picked them to win. Yeah, 6-5, and five, playing Atlanta, but in Washington. Let's give them a win. 7-5 and five. at the Giants. Let's give the Giants that one. Okay, seven and six. They go on a bye. Then they have the Giants again coming off of a bye. We'll give them a win that one. We'll just split it. Eight and six. Okay. Uh, At the Niners. That's a loss. Okay, eight and seven. Now they play Cleveland, but at home. With Deshaun Watson. I still give Washington that win. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I'm with you on Cleveland right now. So what we're looking at, nine and seven here. Uh, Their last game of the year at home against Dallas. Which. Who knows what those two teams are playing for, right? If the Cowboys have 11 wins at that point, 
they'll probably be resting some starters, right? Yeah, and most likely this doesn't matter because it's the Mike McCarthy era, but I can tell you I've seen the Cowboys play so bad at Washington to end seasons. They're terrible. So uh, I I wouldn't be shocked if Washington won that game and finished 10-7 and on the season. Can I give you one more team to go through the schedule really quickly? Sure, yeah, let's do it. The Arizona Cardinals. Oh, God, I hate talking Cardinals. So do I, but could you pull up their schedule for me? Yeah, they're four and six right now. Okay, so the Cardinals this week, uh, they've got 49ers at home. They're probably going to be playing Colt McCoy. They beat them last year. Let's give them a loss. Okay, so they're four and seven. Then they play the Chargers at home, again, in Arizona. Give them a win. Five and seven. Then they have a bye week. They play New England, but again, it's at Arizona. Coming off a bye. Give them a win. Six and seven at Denver. Denver can't score. Give them a win. Seven and seven. Then they play Tampa, but they play Tampa in Arizona. That's a tough that's, one. That's probably the game that's going to decide whether they have a realistic yes. chance to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, if we give them a loss there because we gave them a couple of wins back-to-back, they'd be seven and eight. They play at Atlanta. When? Obviously not a gimme game, but they can win it eight and eight. And then they play at San Francisco, but San Francisco may have nothing to play for. Or they so, might have everything to play for. Or right? they might have everything to play for. I, it's it's hard to, to, That's to gauge why that here. I'm not writing off Arizona quite yet. If they get a win this weekend and they get to, would they be five and six at that point? Yeah. Just um, keep them, we, we hate watch the, the Cardinals. We do not like watching this team. But there's just I'm just putting it out there. Back to Green Bay. If I had to ask you right now, what's the biggest problem with the Packers? What would you say? Organizationally or right now, team on the field? Team on the field. In my opinion, they're getting beat at the line of scrimmage too much. And they're also, their defense isn't, I know, I know communication between Aaron Rodgers' receivers is coming up all the time. And if I'm just going to put that sports talk radio subject aside, I don't think their defense always plays good situational football, given how good of players they have. I would agree. And that's the thing that's got to be frustrating. We can have the Rodgers conversation and all that kind of stuff, but you look at like the depth chart on our lads or pro football focus company, man. Um, You think, man, this should be like one of the top five defenses in the league, right? Yeah. But there's just so many moments where it's like, oh, you get, you let, Austin Hooper get wide open in the middle of the field on third and seven or okay, Jair Alexander, it's time for you to make a play. And Traylon Burks catches a 35 yard pass down the sideline. Like it's, it's weird. It's they're they're too talented to be giving up 27 and 28 points every single game. And that's what they've done, right? 27 against the Titans, 28 against Dallas. Um, uh, going back even a couple more games, 27 against Buffalo, 23 against the Commanders, 27 against the Jets, 27 against the Giants. Like, this is happening way too often for them. Yeah, I mean, the rushing yards right now, yards per attempt against the Packers defense, they're ranked 28th. Now, tonight's game will help them because Tennessee just kept stuffing it into the line. Uh, But Green Bay was selling out to stop him. By the way, every time you say Austin Hooper, all I can think about is Quint from Jaws going, Hooper! Sorry. Is that your favorite 4th of July movie of all time? Oh, I mean, I guess. I don't really, I mean. What about Independence Day? I knew you were going to ask me about that one. And, you know, Independence Day is a cool movie, but when uh, 
Bill Pullman goes out there and gives his speech as president. I just can't take him seriously. You know, he's out there on the because Randy Quaid, I'm seeing like Cousin Eddie's a a drunk pilot. You know, um, it's tough. It's tough. Although I do enjoy that movie very much. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, we just pretty much parsed out uh, Green Bay's issues. Um, You know, their offensive line got beat in the key moments tonight. And when they did give Aaron Rodgers good protection, which they did plenty late in the game, he was just off. Man, he was uh, threw a high ball to Lazard on an easy crosser there late on a drive with about five and a half minutes. That would have made a huge difference in the game. Um, they also sold out using all their timeouts, thinking that Rodgers is going to make these plays, and they, he didn't. Um, they used all their timeouts early. Yeah, with like um, five minutes left. And I I was actually yeah. surprised. So they got the ball back with, I don't know, like a little bit less than five minutes left, and they were down by 10. And I was telling the people that were watching the game with me, I said, if the Packers don't score before the two-minute warning, they're it's done. right? They have no chance because they can't really get the ball back. and Green Bay was just taking their time, and then they ran it on fourth and one right before the two-minute warning at, like, the 40-yard line. Didn't get it. It's like, okay, game over, I guess, right? Like, it's it's crazy. There was just no sense of urgency from Green Bay at all. It, no. I don't mean to make – I don't want to make this sound like I'm a cowboy homer or whatever, right? But it really felt like Green Bay Super Bowl was last week. Like, I, I, it really felt like, hey – Let's go out. We know we're not going to make the playoffs. Let's have one really good game against Dallas, and we'll go from there. You know, since I've been home, I've listened to a lot of sports radio and the local sports guys here in Dallas, and uh, listened to 105.3 The Fan. I actually met those guys tonight, and a great uh, bunch of guys, North Texas grads. That's where I went to school. And uh, anyway, it's good to meet them and talk to them. I I like what they do. But they made a really good point today uh, when I was driving around that and you forget this sometimes that the Cowboys don't get any breaks when they play teams because teams know it's not that teams love the Cowboys or care that much about the Cowboys, but don't think that players don't know that the Cowboys are usually Fox's late afternoon game. There's a bigger audience for it. They're not stupid, you know, Uh, but it, you know, it's kind of funny, man, because uh, you know, you you, you say that point, by the way, that was the highest rated Fox, uh, like America's game of the week that they've had in several years. Yeah, it's it's so always like right? that, you know, and it drives other fans crazy. And I don't, I get it, you know. I don't, I me mean, personally, I grew up in Dallas, but I always hated the America's team moniker. I never liked it. Uh, but you know, the one thing I don't usually get like all uh, fussy about football, but I'm going to get really fussy if something happens this year. Because sometimes I get I get a little snobby. I get snobby and fussy. I get snussy about stuff. And here's what I get snobby about. It's like that Seattle-Arizona game in like 2015 when they played to a 9-9 tie and everyone said awesome it was boring. Game. I'm like, that was not boring at all. If Tennessee plays San Francisco in the Super Bowl, it's going to be one crisply played, tackling machine, old school, hard-nosed, strategy points at a premium style game. And I guarantee you there's going to be a bunch of turds in their little white sneakers, you know, with their pants that slim down at the ankle, eating carrot sticks, dipping it in some kind of, you know, Rancho Cucamonga sauce at a party, trying to talk up some gal 
saying this game sucks because they want to see Mike Leach 58 to 54 football. Oh, don't say anything bad about Mike Leach. He's my guy. Okay. But Tennessee, San Francisco would be a wildly entertaining game, if you ask me, in the Super Bowl. Here's the deal. If those two teams meet in the Super Bowl, you and I are going. Like, that's just it, right? Yes. We're just going. We're going to put the bill on the, the power ranking show, and you and I are going to go. The only problem is, is we're going to have to do extra research for that because we won't be able to just check Banana Republic stock for Kyle Shanahan. We're going to have to check, like, what, like, Old Navy stock? No, I don't know. No, for no, Mike no. Vrabel? What do you think? No, that's the, uh, was it, the DLX, the big hotel store? Oh, the <laughs> – do you remember – Back to school when Ronnie Dangerfield was like the CEO of Big and Fat or Tall and Fat. Yeah, Tall and Fat. Yeah. No, Brable's got to shop at Big and Tall, right? Because he's like 6'5", 280. Yeah. I love, man, I love that that little cutaway with him and Derrick Henry, man. he Mike Vrabel's a hard-nosed dude. You think Mike Vrabel gives two squirrels farts that Derrick Henry didn't run for 140 no, on 28 carries? Care no. Less, right? He knows – he knows damn well what his running back allows him to do. Um, and don't think those Packers players didn't get tired of tackling him. And you might say, well, what difference does that make? They just tackled him on the next run. Because when you're tired as a safety from tackling, then you go back and now you got to play coverage. And you might be just a little step slow getting over on a nine route. Or maybe as a corner, a little step slow uh, trying to cover Robert Woods because you've been trying to have to go up and force against mm-hmm. the running back. Um, I think that's got to be factored in. Yeah. Uh, favorite moment, again, from Vrabel in this game. Uh, when was it Danico Autry that was down with the ankle injury? Um, and the Packer fans were booing, me, booing him because they thought it was. Uh, yeah. Big Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers kind of walked Trying over. To slow to, it down. Yeah. yeah. Rodgers kind of walked over to see if the injury was real. And Vrabel comes walking right out and pushes Rodgers right to the side. Swears at him a little bit, tells him to to go back to his huddle. I I just love Vrabel so much, man. I don't know if you can tell. Yeah, well, you could. Yeah, well, I think this isn't just you loving Mike Vrabel. Excuse me. I think this is. Oh, by the way, that was appropriate. I had an internal burp there as I'm talking about Mike Vrabel. I feel like he has that. Like when he's challenging and calling, probably this has just it. a fat guy thing. Yeah, a good internal burp, and then like, yeah, I want to challenge that. Uh, I think this is a year's worth or maybe a season's worth of Thursday night football frustration for you coming well, out. You know what you feel like to me? No, I, uh, I'm not going to let you talk right now. Go ahead. You're like that guy who goes with a group to Six Flags and you've had to do like the bumper cars and the log ride and the conquistador. And all you wanted to do was like a super, super great, you know, roller coaster. You've had to wait all day, and finally you get to do your roller coaster after doing the bumper cars for four hours. That's what you're like right now. Maybe, but you also know that a couple of weeks ago when we did the uh, the post-game pod after the uh, Chiefs-Titans on Sunday night or whatever, that was when I was so fired up because Titans just play a brand of football that's really enjoyable for me. So, Yeah. Um yeah, this this was a this was a fun game. I got it. So I mentioned uh, just to kind of get off this game for a second. Then I've been in Dallas, and so I've just noticed a few things. And you you know we were talking about the Cowboys, how you know they kind of always get every team's best shot. Just to give you an idea, and I think Green Bay probably deals with this a little bit as well in terms of people in that area. It's just everything's about the Packers. I'm not a college football guy, you know this, but TCU. 
-hmm. is the fourth ranked team in the country right now, man, in the Mm -hmm. country. And I heard a grand total of maybe two minutes of TCU talk the entire last two weeks because of the Cowboys losing to Green Bay. And TCU is a fourth round. Is it TCU undefeated? Yeah, they have a very, very good chance of being in the college football playoffs and nobody cares. Yeah. So Dallas, Fort Worth is like Minneapolis, St. Paul. TCU is located in Fort Worth. I just, that shows you with the Cowboys, it's just all about the Cowboys here. It's all about the Cowboys. The other Dallas thing that I wanted to mention to you, because I know you're such a Cowboys fan, is, you know, uh, they did an interview with Jimmy Johnson this week. Uh, Obviously, Jimmy Johnson's on Fox. You guys see him all the time. But it's really crazy to think that a guy that's as famous as Jimmy Johnson, who's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame now, who's won a college football national championship with the Hurricanes, won two Super Bowls, uh, basically what would you say kind of redesigned the way teams look at uh, uh, draft pick value and trades yep. and, and how you trade. Yes. Also had a pretty successful run with Miami dolphins. He was their head coach for four years and they went to the playoffs three times. Uh, he's not in the ring of honor for the Cowboys. I always forget that. He will be. Yeah. When, when, when he's, I mean, Jimmy Johnson is, I think 79 years old. I mean, do you, do you want my, what, do you, do you want my tinfoil hat conspiracy? Sure. I think he'll be in the ring of honor when the Cowboys win another Super Bowl. Then that ain't never happening. Well, I mean, it's going to happen eventually, right? I mean, I, and I'm not trying to make this a, a, a Dallas Cowboys thing. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying Jimmy Johnson Cowboys. is. I mean, but Jimmy Johnson is famous league-wide. You know, like he'll how be in the world – does it strike you as a little bit odd? I mean, it's a little petty by Jerry Jones. Uh, he talked about it a lot last year that Jimmy is going to be in the ring of honor. He's just waiting on the right timing. I, I don't know when that is. I, who knows when it will be, but I got to believe it's coming within the next few years. Jimmy Johnson, I just double-checked, and uh, he's he's 79 years old, man. He looks pretty good for 79. Oh, you bet. He's got, he's got perfect hair. He's got weatherman hair, bro. There's no, no doubt about that. So that's all I've got for me tonight. I was going to pull a football card for you, but uh, yeah, let's do know. it. But uh, I want to hear, I want to hear your last thought as I pull a, uh, your final thought as I pull a football card. If it is going to be really weird to not have Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, assuming that's the case, right? If our quarterbacks in the NFC are Jalen Hurts. Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Jimmy Garoppolo, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, and Taylor Norton. I mean, it's it's certainly going to be different than what we're used to. I've got to say that. Well, I agree. I agree. But be honest with me now. I, I want straight truth from you. Are you going to miss Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs? Absolutely not. Because – yeah, I called you as soon as the 49ers beat the Packers last year, and I told yeah. you that was one of my favorite wins I've ever, or favorite playoff games ever. I love it. I, I, it. It just takes a big weight off my shoulders whenever the Packers are knocked out every year. I just, I love that style of game. He didn't play very well in that game. All right, my football card is this right here. Can you see this? I can't. Let me try blowing up a little bit. It, it, it looks it's, yes. it's very old looking. I know it looks like a really fat quarterback. It's not. This is 
it's kind of ironic I pulled this because you were, you did some research today on Pittsburgh Steelers coaches from the 40s, which is so weird. Yeah. Yeah. We had a snow day today, so you could tell I was pretty bored. Yeah. So Marcus found out that the Steelers and Eagles had to combine as an organization one year because of World War II. They were called the Steagles. Anyway, this guy right here, Steve Van Buren, was a running back for the Eagles in the 40s. He ran for a thousand yards like four different times. And uh, he's big back, like over six feet tall, uh, just like Derrick Henry. Same exact guy as Derrick Henry, except in the 1940s. Anyway, this is a 1949 Leaf. That's what this is. How about that? But unfortunately, it's got torn paper there, so it's not in mint condition. That's okay. It's Um, for your value. It's really cool. The first line of the football card. By the way, the back of the card says Steve Van Buren, and then in parentheses it says Big Boy. They don't have have nicknames anymore. And the first line of the back of his card says, greatest running back in the NFL, holds mark for yards gained in one season, 1,008. That was the record. Uh, We have have nicknames for for players now. We've got some good ones. I I said this, man. Uh, It said he has a record for most attempts in a season, 217, and touchdowns, 18. That's in 12 games, bro. I think Joe Flacco threw 217 times in like four games this year. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Oh, well. Steve Van Buren. It's one of the great ones. So that's the card I pulled. We never – we've pulled some old cards, not that old. That's pretty old. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So before we go, we should tell people about next week's schedule since it's going to be a little bit wonky. Well, because of you, it's all your fault. I mean, yes, I celebrate Thanksgiving. So Yeah. So uh, Monday night, uh, we will do our power ranking show. And then Tuesday, we're going to do our picks. So if you guys want to hear some picks, uh, we'll have them up by Tuesday afternoon, I think, uh, late sure. afternoon. And uh, also, if you guys didn't see it, Cleveland Buffalo got moved today. Didn't it get moved to Detroit? It did. So that means that Buffalo will be playing back-to-back games in Detroit. How crazy is that? How wild would it be if Detroit wins that game? Oh, that's something for us to talk about on Tuesday. But, yeah, so we will not uh, be doing any podcast Thursday night like we normally do next week, and we won't have a Wednesday podcast. So, again, Monday night we'll do the power rankings. Tuesday we'll do the picks. And, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to it. And, uh, by the way, I should say, you know, I never ask this, but I was just thinking about it. Um, we've gotten some really great reviews. I got a really nice uh, Twitter message, and I don't have my phone next to me. I wanted to give the guy a shout-out, so I'm going to have to give you next time on the show. I apologize. But uh, any reviews you leave would be really appreciated. I, I don't even know. When's the last time I asked somebody to leave a review? It's probably been like Never. nine months ago. But uh, I know I know. just looking at our numbers, we have a lot of loyal listeners, and we really, really appreciate you guys. So that's an early Thanksgiving thank you. Uh, from us. So uh, with that, we're going to bust on out of here unless you have something else. We good? No, we're good. Didn't have any Tom Cruise movie thought? Uh, no, but today was Martin Scorsese's birthday, so I spent a lot of my day ah. making, a, making a spreadsheet of uh, his my favorite movies of his. I already know what your favorite Scorsese movie is. I can guess that easily. Go right ahead. Now. I get, I'm going to give you one and two and three. Okay. You ready? Yep. Three's Casino. Two is The Departed. One is Goodfellas. That's my guess. Switch two and three. I'm a huge I knew you were going to. Dang it. But yeah, you got the three right. You're good. Yeah. 
Uh, hey, man, I'm, I'm with you. Those are really, really good movies. But uh, we're going to get on out of here. Uh, Marcus is the host of Locked On Cowboys, very successful Cowboys podcast with Landon McCool. Give Landon a follow. Take a listen to that. My brother's listened to it now. He loves Locked On Cowboys, which is shocking to me. But whatever. Marcus also covers the Raiders for USA Today and uh, writes for PFF.com. And I am at Harrison NFL on Twitter. And as always, we appreciate you guys. Uh, leave us a review or if you got a question about the pod, Send it along. We'll answer. Take care, everybody. Broncos country. Let's rock.